Hello and welcome back to Is Everything Okay, Hon? So today we're going to have a little bit more of a real talk pod. Yeah, just a bit of a real talk, real life, real emotions, feelings. Basically, we just had Mother's Day. So yeah, um, yeah we're just going to talk about Mother's Day. Yeah, because we are both... Well, I've lost my mum and Helen has lost her nana that was her mother figure in her life. So yeah. massive like loss for both of us yeah so mother's day is a lovely lovely day yeah i am a mum as well so it does soften the blow a little bit yeah being a mum but I we're just gonna you know like talk about how we cope with like yeah. loss and sort of like significant days mother's day being one of them like birthdays that sort yeah. of thing it's just really brought it to yeah to real yeah because i think ever since i've lost my mum i've always had this urge to help others that have gone through it or are going through it or to speak about it i remember wanting to like write a blog about loss after because the emotions that you feel are so but not bizarre but so like intense and if you haven't got someone in your life that's also gone through it you sometimes think you're just going crazy yeah so it's um it's a little bit different with me as well because because it's my nana I don't I, I didn't now I do but I never felt like because it was a nana I never felt like I had the not the attachment, but I never felt I could say I'd lost my mum, even though my nana was my mum. Yes, she was. Um, it's still weird because people lose nanas, you know, with them being older. And I always yeah. knew from being a young age that I would lose my nana before a lot of people. She still wasn't that old, though, was no, she? No, no, she was 79 when she died. Yeah, so she wasn't not old. really. She got dementia early 70s, so obviously I was quite young. Um, yeah. And I think that's where I struggled with the dementia side of things, because I feel like I don't know if anyone's ever been with anyone who's had dementia or worked with anyone, but you kind of, like, grieve while they're here. Yeah. So I struggled with it from the beginning. Like, I because I was so close to her, I did the opposite of what I found out I should have done instead of I was, like, questioning yeah. her. So when she started getting confused or, you know, some of the stories are quite funny as well, you know, that you can tell, because you do have to laugh about them. Yeah, you do. Um, but, yeah, I struggled with coming to terms with it. Yeah. For example, like, once when it was quite early on, she was in a parking lot and she somebody had rang me and said, your nana's here, she's trying to get into this car. I don't think it's her car. Um, so I was like, you know, is it a red car, whatever it was? She was like, no, it's white. And she was convinced that this was her car. Uh, and it was frustrating for me. I, I yeah. was like, why are you getting into the wrong car? Yeah. But obviously, as I started to learn and it progressed, I started to learn how to deal with it. But yeah. I couldn't deal with it at the beginning because I was just so angry that she couldn't understand. And, I, you know, I dealt with it quite wrong. Yeah, I think it comes from a place of, like, just concern, though, that anger. It's kind of like your emotion. Frustration, yeah. yeah. You're so frustrated with them that they're getting old and you might have to go through this as well. And, like, I don't know, it's a difficult thing to understand, I think, dementia, because everyone is different with it as well. Like, my granddad's had it since I was in school, so it's been a lot of years, but he had vascular dementia mixed with Alzheimer's as well, so it's a bit of both. But he never really did that kind of forgetful side, I don't think. So it's been very different for me. So when I I looked into it, my nana had Alzheimer's and dementia, um, but the Alzheimer's was forgetting me every day. So yeah. uh, you everyday little things that will start to forget, whereas the dementia is more of a long term. So yeah. I think the dementia took over in the end. Um, but the Alzheimer's was just more forgetful. 
the dementia, I would say, or was it the Alzheimer's? I'm not quite sure. One of them turned quite nasty sometimes. Yes. But then it also was the funny side of things. Like, at one point she thought my granddad was having an affair and I had to actually kick him out of the house because I had to agree with her that this woman was out there waiting for him and he'd been out all night with this woman. You know, <laughs> early on stages, it would have been... So I was like, come on, you're going to have to get out. She's caught you. Out you go. <laughs> you know, like, so he's, like, looking at me, toddling outside, poor thing. Oh, oh no, yeah. But having to deal with it because I don't, I don't yeah. think he... I don't. I think he hid it a lot as well. It went into lockdown until yeah. I cared for him and realised how much he was hiding. Yeah. Even down to the getting dressed, everything, every yeah. day. Even, like, down to, you know, the stories she met, she heard. You know, one day I could be the best friend and the next day I was the enemy. Yes, um, yeah. But she, she always... I'll tell you what we did used to get. We got her a cat. It was like, I don't know... It, basically, it is like yeah. a friend. It's a thing. It's um, when I go to the care home see my granddad, they've all got either dogs, cats or babies. Yeah, it was amazing. It was yeah. like in real life. It yeah. heard, it ate... Uh, but she used to feed it red wine. So this ginger cat was always stained red because it was her drinking partner in the end. Yeah. So, But, I mean, it got to a stage where she was drinking earlier and earlier. You know, yeah. one day I walked in. It was nine in the morning, mid-March, um, and I was like, what's that smell? She was cooking... She never cooked. She was cooking lamb in the oven. It got pretty dangerous. Um, oh it was Christmas Day for her, and her and her cat were drinking red wine on this Christmas Day. Oh, my God. Um, I was like, oven on, hi, lamb didn't know i mean i don't even think it was lamb i don't even know what it was that was in i don't even know if it was meat um but you know oh we just God. had to go with it so then we had a christmas day yeah we had a christmas oh day God. i love that though <laughs> yeah. i love that you go and went with it because i think you have to like i didn't really know that because my i think my nana blesses she used to get quite frustrated from my granddad if he or finish his sentence and stuff for it more he'd tell you a story and you'd be like oh I can't I can't understand you because he, he can't really talk very well but I just got to the point where I'd just like laugh anyway because that's what he um because that's what kind of comforted him if he's telling me a story and I don't have a clue what he's just said because he just couldn't get his words out but then he laughs at the end I thought well it must have been funny so I'll just have a laugh yeah <laughs> and then he thinks it's amazing because he thinks I know what's going on yeah got to play yeah, yeah you've just got to play along with it we yeah. just had a Christmas day in March and that's what happened you yeah know, and, and that's the thing with it as well if they're happy that's what I realized in the end anything to keep her happy yeah if she wanted to get up in the middle of the night you know and do her own thing let yeah. her do it it did get to a stage where we had to get carers in because it were getting pretty dangerous and yeah, that, it's a danger aspect of it. Yeah, especially in the oven. Yeah, um, she flooded the bathroom a few times as well. <laughs> you know, decided she wanted a bath, but then forgot she'd turn the water yeah. on. Or, um, yeah, but then always it weren't ever so much like she always knew who I were though. You know, like, it's so weird. She always remembered my name. Whereas yeah. even, you know, now sometimes people can go through... I even sometimes mix my kids' names up. <laughs> yeah. Do you know, um, it, and it weren't... But it got to a stage where it got a bit... I don't know, like, she she would convince people were stealing off her. Yeah. She would convince people were in the house. That sort of thing. And at the yeah. beginning, we believed it. Um, so, you know, we'd be thinking people were until we understood it. Yeah. Um, and then, like you said, you just have to play along with it. Yeah, you do. You just have to kind of go with it. But I think dementia is difficult because you do have to grieve them while they're there. Because that person that you had has gone. It's like the person that you could confide in or you could speak to or helped you with day-to-day life situations have gone. Yeah. But yeah. they're still here. So it's so bizarre. You're like, I can still see them and they still talk to me and they might know who I am one day you get like good days and bad days as well you used to have days where she yeah. used to come and you used to cling on to them a little bit too much um and then the next day we're, we're a little bit disheartening um yeah. but then you got into the of it and then obviously you ended up with more bad days and good days and that sort of thing how did you find it though once she was actually gone was that a big shock 
Um, not a shock because you knew it was coming, but did you kind of like, how was your emotions after that? I was not emotional at all through any of it. I was very, uh, like mum mode came in, I yeah. turned into a carer, I used to go around every single morning, I used to shower her, yeah. I used to take her to the toilet, I used to, I, I built her like a little seat in the shower, yeah. I used to wash her. She, she always knew that it was me washing her. And this is where, like, she really went downhill. Because once COVID hit, I couldn't go around anymore because obviously we were petrified of going near grandparents. So she wouldn't let my granddad in the bathroom with her. Um, so then that's right. why she ended up slipping on her own urine. And then she broke a hip. And that's what ended up mm. how she ended up going downhill from then. She never got out of the hospital while she came home for care. But um, I I just went into this, like, this caring mode. So, yeah, yeah I didn't really have the emotions. Um... I was more like planning everything. Um, yeah. But that's me, fight or flight, always. It went until after um, she actually went that it probably didn't hit me till a while after, to be quite honest. Yes. Um, yeah. Just because it was just like autopilot. Yeah. Um, and it was just, yeah, it, I basically just turned into like a friend. So one day I'd be a woman, one day I might be a man. Yeah. <laughs> one day I'd be a cat or a yeah. dog. It, that was just how it went. You know, you just have to deal yeah. with it. But I don't I don't know people who deal with it with younger people. That must be really, really hard. Mm-hmm. I kind of always were ready for her being older from being younger and at school, yeah. knowing. Whereas obviously for you, it was a lot different because your mum was a lot younger and it was yeah. totally different. And obviously for me, because it wasn't dementia, it was cancer and it was so quick. that yeah. She had a month. So it was like, I went into the same caring mode as you though because we did look after my mum at home. And I could just switch off from it a little bit and just do what I needed to do. Um, whereas not everyone, I think, can do that. And I don't know if that's more the maternal mother side in me that I've got, even though I'm not a mum yet. Um, I think I just had that and I could manage to do it. But for, I don't know, for me, I think, yeah, it's a shock because of the young. You don't expect to lose them when they're young, which is really hard. And you're so angry. I have never, and honestly, if there's anyone going through this or has been through it, you'll probably understand it, but you'll never feel anger like it. I used to... What were you angry at? Just all of it? Just, just so angry. I've never... Like, I actually one day looked on online to find a boxing bag because I thought, I'm going to have to punch something. Yeah. Because I, I'd go, and it, this sounds so, <laughs> it sounds so mean that I actually had these thoughts, but... I would go to, say, M&S had been my one little... I'd go to the M&S food hall because <laughs> I love their chocolate. I couldn't eat very much, but I could eat their chocolate biscuit selection box. Like, I would just nail them. Like, I'd go through them. I didn't know I was gluten free by this point, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> even though, even if it was, probably would still eat them because it was so nice. But that was, like, the only thing other than, like, comforting foods, like pies and stuff like that, that I could eat. I just couldn't put a piece of broccoli past my mouth. I couldn't. The thought of eating vegetables made me want to vomit. It was so bizarre. Like, my whole... I was so fit and into the gym at that point and I would not really touch carbs very much. I could not go near broccoli. <laughs> Honestly, I, my, I think at one point my brother had to pretty much force feed me it. So I just couldn't eat it. I was getting so unhealthy. It was yeah, bizarre. Sure. It's comfort food. It's though. like comforting. But yeah, M&S was like my place where I'd go maybe just for the only trip out that I'd maybe do in that day because it was always just at home because we cared for her at home. Um, and I remember just walking around and I'd see like mothers and daughters together. And I genuinely want to scream at them. Why are you alive? Yeah. Why do you get to be alive? It's and amazing. like that anger. 
oh my god and it's so mean because then poor people were just out doing the shopping yeah. but in my head i was thinking i'm gonna have to get out of it because i am gonna punch them in the face do you know it, <laughs> it's one of them things and it? it's like you don't know what people are going to through no do you know like even yeah. in everyday the, the, you see this a lot don't you like since covid like with mental illness and stuff and yeah. people will say like just be nice because you yes. really do not know what people are yeah. going through and i've got a very prime example of that because I um I worked in retail at the time. I worked on makeup counters, and when I had some time off, obviously quite a lot of time off, looking after my mum, and then after she died, I took a bit more time off to get myself better. Well, yeah, do what I can and be at home with my dad. Um, and then when I went into work, I think this was one of my first shifts back. There was this customer. I actually hope she listens to this and feels bad because it was honestly it was so bad. She wanted to get her makeup done on on one of the makeup counters that, to be honest, was a bit of a cheaper counter, so I don't know if this was the reason for her own anger. But they hadn't booked her in on there. They'd booked her in on mine, where I worked. I'm not going to name names, I'm not sure if I can. Uh, But where I worked at the time. Um, So she came over and I was being with her, and I was like, like, oh, I'm really sorry, we've got you booked in on this counter, and they'd brought her over, and she was vile to me and I mean vile she was so rude I can't remember even what she was saying to me now but to the point where I genuinely was like obviously still really angry very upset was quite anxious of being out in public and seeing people anyway because I I knew that everyone knew what I'd kind of gone through and I was like everyone just knows I'm the girl that's just lost a mum and I don't want people to ask me because I might break down and it was just this whole like just horrible mix of emotions and this woman were vile to me and I mean absolutely vile and it took all of my strength to not scream at her and say do you not know what I've just been through and you're moaning about a makeup lesson it's hard a a makeup lesson the most pathetic thing to moan about because you're getting a makeup lesson off a different makeup artist with some different products I was like I'm actually qualified so you're actually getting a better makeup lesson than what you might have got over there but she was vile and then just honestly the littlest things like that I used to think is this actually your biggest concern in life, love? I think this is why that I, is so small. I do a lot of mindset now. Yeah, I do. Um, because I do. That's what helped me, you know. Yeah, mindset. Yeah. Just even just reading a little bit mm. of podcast, any mindset, because yeah. you can wake up in a day and it can depend on how your day goes. Yeah. Um, you know, if you're having a few crap things that happen to you, you can deal with them better if your mindset's better. Yes. But then don't get me wrong, I'll have days when I want to stay in bed all day and I just want to... Yeah. See, like, last Mother's Day, I was going through a bit of a hard time at home anyway and I was very, very, very emotional. Um, I had something planned with the girls, so I ended up having, like, being with the kids in the day and then we had, like, a girls' night at night and it was so lovely to have that release at night yeah but I just don't think drinking around Mother's Day helps me no it doesn't me I think I had like two glasses of wine on Saturday night because See, I, I'd had I quite went, a rough weekend I went out at the weekend it was just how it was planned it was our Christmas do um in March but mm. just what it's like when everybody's busy yeah um so we went out at the weekend and Sunday I was I was I would like to say I was quite numb yeah um I didn't cry or anything but then I went to the grave on Monday um but I like to go alone yeah. So, like, I love my kids going with me because they love it and they, yeah. they, they really do lighten it up. But I do feel a little bit bizarre you sat talking a to a grave yeah. when I'm around with people yeah. and I genuinely do sit, take a seat and I talk to her. Yeah. Um, and it's how everybody deals with it. Some people just visit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I do, like, I believe all in this, you know, like we talked about before, psychics. Yeah, we believe in afterlife. I, yeah, yeah, I do believe in all this. Yeah. Um, I've actually got some, is it a, a 
Cara Records booked. These are some yeah. kind of readings I'm, I'm going to do. But I like all that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah me I think too. it just gives you hope. It gives you comfort. Definitely gives you a lot of comfort. And, yeah, hope that you're going to see them again. And, like, so for me, on Mother's Day, we, me and my brother... Um, and my dad usually but this year me and my brother just went we've got a bridge where we lay my mum's ashes because she got cremated we haven't got like a grave um but she had this bridge that she <laughs> sounds really daft this it's down a canal um and it's in the countryside where we moved to um just before she kind of passed away which was her like dream home it was like a dream life that she wanted um and we used to go down the canal um down this walk and there's a bridge and it's absolutely stunning this really old bridge it grows loads of ivy on it and it's beautiful and I remember her like background of her phone used to be my dog sat in front of that bridge so like she loved it so we decided when we spread our ashes we'd spread it around there um so actually in the canal which probably sounds a bit crazy but yeah we did so we always go down and we throw flowers into the canal or we'll put a few on the bridge so we do a bit of both so when anyone sees flowers down a bridge you probably know it's ours now I think people look at us sometimes like, what are these people doing here crying next to a bridge? But it's just our thing. And there isn't that many people that walk by. But um, yeah, we always go, throw the the roses. We usually white roses if we can get hold of them um, and put them in the canal. And we just like kind of tell her we love her and have a little chat. But that's what we do. And we have a cuddle. Sometimes we cry. I usually cry every single time. Yeah. (laughs) So every time I get emotional. And that's our way of remembering her and doing something nice. Um, But it's still hard. It's like a heavy day. Yeah, heavy. It's really heavy. I think I put too much pressure on the day. I struggle. My nana's birthday's around Christmas. Um, and it's so weird. Like, I, I was... I'd, I'd, I would put it on my Instagram, actually, because I've decided I like to open up more. You can't... It's not all sunshines and rainbows. No. Um, and I was upset. It was near Christmas, so I just went into the garage, set up for my client, and... Um, I just got emotional in there, but yeah. I didn't want to get emotional in front of kids. And quite a lot of people wrote to me and said, you need to let your kids see this. Yeah. Like, you can't always... It's okay to cry. Yeah. Um, and then it was, like, the day after her birthday, and I've still got it now. It's my nana's iron. Yeah. My nana did all my ironing for, like... I never ironed while she was here, <laughs> well, until she was poorly. I'd go, come off holiday, and she'd literally come around and take my suitcases. Aww. She literally... She was the one who... Me and the girls used to come in at 3am, and yeah. she would wrap us all our pyjamas in hot water bottles in the bed for us. Yeah, she was the cutest, honestly. So cute. so cute. And this was her iron, and I'm telling you now, it's hanging on by a thread. And one of the buttons broke on it, and I just broke down. Because yeah. I was like, oh my God, I'm running out of things. Yes. I'm running, you know, we're getting to a stage now, I'm running out of like, even like little things like, you know, handwriting I keep. Yeah. You know, we've all got nice photos, but this iron to me, and it looked and seemed so pathetic but yeah. it was a massive memory because she, yeah. she was, that was the iron thing. lady. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, everything, everything, everything's a trigger and everything's different. I've dealt yes. with now that I am now more open to think, you know, I, I do share the right yeah. to grieve, but I do feel bad. So I did feel bad because she was my nana and not... Yeah. Even though she is my mum, she was my mum, she was my mum figure. Yeah. Um, I've just stopped caring as much what people think, should I say. Yeah, you shouldn't. You shouldn't at all. And I think that's sometimes half the problem with just grief in general is that yeah people get so closed off in it and don't open up like I I remember about six months after my mum died I hadn't cried very much so like Becca my best friend will definitely vouch for this we used to have a thing that we called my head went on holiday we used to say it all the time she goes your head on holiday again because I used to laugh like I was like a blooming psychopath like this honestly I hope someone else feels this because it's just the weirdest thing but I'd like tell her stuff smiling like, uh, when I rang her to tell her that my mum had died, because she was in America, because Rebecca was really close to my mum as well, and I, I'd said to her, her husband, like, do you 
think that I should ring her and he was like yeah I'm gonna go and grab her from the pool and she can come up and speak to her so he did um and I was smiling because I just my head went on holidays like my brain wasn't attaching to what had happened but it was coming out of my mouth yeah and I think that is my coping mechanism in general I'm quite a positive person so I cope with stuff by making it a bit funny or trying to turn something into it and that's just who I am it's it's how I cope but um we used to have the thing where I said my head had gone hard, so I didn't cry very much. I obviously did cry when she when she died, but then I don't can't remember crying and then it hit six months and oh my god. The tears came. Yeah. It's and I mean when everything's over, yeah, everything's over. Yeah. Like when I cried, I mean I cried every second of the day. I would wake up and cry. I'd walk the dog crying. Yeah. I it's would cry in my yeah. sleep. And I got to the point where I'd, but I'm not told anyone that I was really struggling that way. Like I just didn't open it up, not even to like my best friend. I didn't want to put it on my brother. My dad my dad I don't know where my dad was, he yeah. <laughs> wasn't coping for that. Um so it was like I didn't want to tell anyone and I, I remember getting to the point where I was like, I'm gonna have to go to the doctors because I I, I don't I'm I'm clearly depressed. There's clearly something like I need help. The only time I didn't cry is when I had to toughen myself up and go to work. And I went. And I sat in front of the doctor and I just cried and just said, I can't stop crying. And I just told her, I was like, my mum died about six months ago and I can't stop crying. And she just looked at me and went, well, what do you want to do about it? And I just was like, I don't know. And she said, well, I can put you forward for counselling, but I can give you these tablets, obviously, as they do. Handed me the tablets. I walked out. I never took a single tablet. And I was just like, oh, I feel better now. I've told someone. Like, yeah, that was it. About it. Yeah, and it, all it took was me for say the words out loud of, I can't cope. So then I rang Becca on the way home. I went, Becca, I can't cope, I can't stop crying. And she went, oh, thank God you've told me. Thank you for telling me. And, like, we had a good chat. Rang my brother, Bren, I can't cope, I keep crying. Then I opened up to everyone that I needed to. And it took the weight off me. Yeah. And then I didn't cry anymore. So, honestly, my biggest top tip for anyone grieving is just speak about, yeah, it. Talk about it. Please talk about it. Your friends want to know. Your family want to know. They're probably feeling it and they want to talk about it. Just I'm not a cuddler. Tell people. I'm... No, yeah, I'm not a cuddler, no. um, and I cuddled so many people, but everyone was coming to me to cuddle me, but yeah. I felt like I was just cuddling them um, to make them happy, does that sound? Yes, yeah, because so, they, they wanted they to give you that. Yeah. So I'm cuddling them, yeah. to, even though I didn't want to cuddle anyone, I didn't want any physical contact, yeah. but I was doing that, and that to me was just another thing I was doing, yeah. and it went until after, it's like, it to me, I, well, my granddad was poorly, so I, I was sleeping at the end of her bed every night, waiting, and it was like a waiting game in the end. She was dehydrated, she was on morphine yeah, patches, yeah. and I was taking shots of gin in yeah. the middle of the afternoon. I remember it was boiling, 2020, it was summer, and it was absolutely boiling. And I was every time I thought it was going to happen, I, I, I was so anxious, I yeah. was shaking. Um, and I woke up in the middle of the night, and my granddad was gone, and he'd sent me a letter saying, I've gone to hospital, I don't feel very well. And I thought, and I said to myself, I know it's going to happen, well, he's not here. I just yeah. knew it. Um, so I rang him and he'd, he'd got himself all worked up and he'd just gone on his own. Didn't tell me you were poorly, yeah. he just left me. Anyway, he got back about half past seven in the morning and she died at ten to eight, so he was there luckily for it. Oh, my God. But funny story, it was so funny. My nana was so proud. So she was literally, she was like golfer, always dressed in immaculate clothing, loved a house, yeah, loved a car, everything, so beautiful. And she had false teeth. So as she'd taken her last breath, I said, shall we put her teeth in? Because she would hate to think that somebody <laughs> saw her without any teeth. Yeah. So I go to put her teeth in, and as she took her last breath, her um, her breath took the teeth and wedged in the back of her throat. <gasps> 
So then my granddad, I didn't know what to do, I felt awful. My granddad then said, well, she can't choke. <laughs> and that was it. So then I had to go get some tweezers, so... from, get some tweezers and get them out and put them in. And you know, when you just seen it, I was like, you're doing this to me. Yeah. You know, literally giving me... And oh it was just the most God. bizarre thing ever. But it was, again, just another happy moment. Yeah. yeah. It was just... So, yeah, that's really... But as for Mother's Day, I, I do find I drink around Mother's Day. Yeah. Um, probably not the best thing, but I do like no. to shut off. It's a bit of a coping thing. I mean, I remember when my mum was poorly and then after, I think I used to at least do half a bottle to a bottle of wine a day. Yeah. <laughs> Which is so bad for you, but it was my only thing that could calm me down. Because I wasn't, like I said, I wasn't hysterical crying. But the the pressure on your chest is a thing. Like, do you think you get a very tight chest? Yeah, like heartache. It, yeah, it hurts. It do you know, like, people that haven't been through such an intense loss, you don't understand that it's actually a physical pain. And I remember saying, like, it hurts. Like, it actually, the pain that you feel. Like, I can, like, I mean, talking about it now, I can feel it. Like, I get the same pain. Probably just a little bit weaker than what it was at the time. But I remember, like, crying and being like, I'm actually in pain, like it hurts yeah. me. So I think that's what it was, and the wine helped. Yeah, <laughs> the does. wine helped just take that pressure off just a bit so that I wasn't in I too much so, pain. I mean, I had, I remember one occasion, it weren't long after, um, and I was drinking, and I must have like not blacked out as in I drank too much, but I just remember looking around me, and I think I'd just upset everybody in the room, and I couldn't yeah. even tell you what I said to him. Yeah. I was so numb. But I, did, I, I, I didn't deal with it right. I didn't tell people I was feeling like that. Yeah. I probably just, just went in form of attack. I don't yeah. know. Um, and after that, I just thought, no, I've got to stop this. Yeah. It's not normal behaviour. Yeah. I've got, you know, even though, like, it was never around the kids or anything, but I just, yeah, I just felt like I've got to deal with it. That's yeah. it. You've got to deal with it. You do. You just have to deal with it. Yeah. And I don't think I dealt with it until COVID and I had to stop because what I did was threw myself into work and focusing all my energy on being busy 24-7, like, just being busy. I never really stopped, I never just sat, I never just relaxed. It was always just, like, I'm always doing something. Um, And then in COVID, and I had to. And I remember going through all the emotions again of crying all the time and um, feeling it and putting on a funeral song. Like, I never, I didn't, wouldn't listen to a funeral song, and then all of a sudden I was like, I'm going to have to do this. I need to listen to that song, or I need to listen to songs that remind me of her, and I need to cry, and I need to feel it, and I need to, like, accept that actually she is gone. And I did that, and I did it during COVID, and I think that healed me a lot. The clairvoyant healed me, really helped me. Yes, yeah. Um, just even things they said, whether you believe in it or not, like like the story I said before about the in my sleep she yeah. was there, it just makes you think, Maria, Yeah. whether people believe that or not. Oh, I fully believe it. And I think I, because I get a lot of um, angel numbers. So I always get 1111. It's my big one that I always get, like, I can look at my phone one second and always be 1111. Someone will send me a message, it's 1111. Or I remember pausing, keeping up with the Kardashians randomly. Um, and the clock on the keeping up with Kardashians in the background said 1111. At that moment that I'd paused it or I'd stopped a timer and it was dead on 11, 11, 11, 11. Like literally like down to wow. that pure. To, so all of these signs that I constantly get and I'll go through stages where I don't see it for a while but it's usually when I'm okay. So if I'm fine and my life is going okay, like I'm happy and I don't feel like I need it, it's like I don't see it. But then as soon as I go through like a hard time, I will see 1111 everywhere. And it's as if she's just saying, come on, I'm still with you. It's yeah, fine. I'm here. Push, yeah, right? and it always and, helps yeah, me. You, whatever you do, however people yeah. deal with it. Um, so, yeah, that's really what we want to talk about today. Just Mother's Day to me is amazing for my children. And yeah. I do love it. Um, 
Christmas is amazing, birthdays are amazing, but sometimes you just, yeah. Yeah, I always cry on my birthday and I always cry at Christmas. Because my mum made them special for me. Yeah. So I don't actually cry as much on my mum's birthday, bizarrely. Don't you? I find it a bit heavy, but I don't... I think because my fondest, some of my fondest memories is what she'd do for me on my birthday or what she'd do for me at Christmas. You know, yeah. like the little Do you know I realise that though? It's so weird because I don't get anything for Christmas on my birthday. Yeah. So she always made me, she was always someone who got me something. Yeah. I might get a bottle of wine or whatever and obviously my family like the kids and stuff, but um, I don't get presents. Yeah. So, and, and I don't ever remember this and I love it like when my friends, parents still now buying gifts and stuff. Yeah. It's so lovely and I love yeah. that. I'm never envious. I just... I just love to see. Like, yeah. Probably like you just said, I might have been angry at one point. Yeah. I don't think I ever was. I was never angry at my friends. I've no, got not, to yeah. say. I just love that my friends have this relationship. Yeah, now. I do. But then I have a lot to blame with it because I, I, don't, I don't see my mum. So I don't think my anger is probably ever aimed at losing my nana. It's probably aimed at that I don't really have that. Yeah. And it just enlightens that, especially being a mum now, that enlightens it. Yeah. I'm just like, God, how how can you ever miss your child's birthday or how yeah. can you, you know? Yeah. And, and I always remembered she was always the one and it just showed that when she got poorly yeah. was the day that, I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm 34 years old, but, you know, st- you're still nice to have presents. Yeah, I um, And it's that change. If, I think one of the hardest things with loss is a massive change to your life. It makes such a difference to, like, everyday things. It's like you can't... You have to readjust like your family lifestyle, like the thing, your traditions that you've had. So like at Christmas, all of a sudden, it's not. I struggle with Christmas. Yeah, I really struggle with Christmas because I'd always we'd spend Christmas Eve together, we'd wake up Christmas morning, we'd still kind of do. Even though we were older and adults, you'd still do your little traditions. Like my mum would put pajamas on our bed the night before that yeah, was a present. Yeah. So like I tried to carry them on with yeah. my brother by being like, hey, I'm gonna put like whenever we spent Christmas, well we spent most Christmas Eves together still because we like to keep that yeah. bad but then it was the adjustment of like oh my dad don't do that thing that mum did and and it then that's difficult and it's like dad why aren't you buying us the same presents that mum would buy us and like my brother always gets a Jaffa cake tube so I do that now yeah. I always get him it because I, I and then I found recently that I've had to rein that in a bit because it's not really down to me to do all the things my mum did yeah but I, I feel like I have to because I'm like oh someone has to do it. I yeah I'm so glad that my nana did that because I now do that for mine. Yes, I feel like that's what I so will carry through to yeah, my kids. Showed me how it should yes. be done, um, as opposed to being the total opposite. But yeah. yeah, I totally understand what you mean there. Yeah, and it's just a change to life. Yeah, and it's hard. I the actual losing my mum part was awful. Don't get me wrong, but afterwards is even harder. And that that's, that I don't want to make anyone that's going through it think, oh my God, I'm in for a rough ride here. But it is, it's harder. Yeah. It's that change, that like we've adjustment. Tr- we've tried so much with Christmas. I tried going to my granddad's, yeah. like new cup, it you were too much. Then I cooked at my granddad's. Then he came here, but then he didn't want to be here. We had to be at home. Yeah. Then we went out and it just seems to be like, it, it it's not going to be the same. No. And you just have to come to terms with it. You do. I think it's the acceptance of like, things will never ever go back to how they were you've got to find a way to kind of make new yeah memories and stuff I don't know it's that adjustment's hard I always I always say that I'm like once I've got kids Christmas and birthdays will be easier Christmas and birthdays will be easier kids make everything because they make it so so much yeah yeah and it is like that you kind of just have to accept for now that it's just not gonna be easy yeah and it's hard to navigate it um 
But yeah, well, I hope we've helped anyone with that and just saying how Mother's Day, yeah, yeah. to cope. And anyone else that's kind of struggling with stuff like this, if you want to reach out and speak to us, like honestly, I feel like I have been given the strength to be able to help other people. Yeah. Because I think me and Helen, between us both, for us, we're swimmers. We ain't, <laughs> we ain't sinking. <laughs> Unless we it's get, a bottle of wine. Yeah, we get hit by a lot of boats on the way. <laughs> But we still swim. <laughs> the boats keep coming. Oh dear. Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah, that's so today that's a bit of real talk, Mother's Day and just yeah. real life and just going through things. So yeah. yeah. Really hope it's helped someone. Yeah. Um so yeah, we will see you on the next episode. Yes. And we'll make that one a, a nice happy one. Yes, happy one. <laughs> Over and out. Goodbye. Bye.